0: Trials and tribulations, life can get rough, and through the storm we'll make it, just put your trust in him, no matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you, you
1: feel that you can't take no more, you may think you've seen And this is the Get Happy With Jay podcast. And thank you for listening. If this is your first time checking us out, hopefully you will like what you hear and want more. You can always visit the website, gethappywithjay.com and get caught up on all past episodes. Now on to today's show. I have been anticipating this one for weeks. Whenever I'm blessed to hear him sing, I can't help but think this is a little bit of what the worship in heaven must sound like along with being an accomplished and gifted singer. And trust me, treat yourself and check him out when you can. He is also an author, and we're going to talk about his book, his life, and so much more. Welcome, Cleo Daly, also known as our very own Modern Day Lazarus. And before I get into it, I want to go ahead right now and give you the name of this incredible book, The Miseducation of a Miracle, The Memoirs of a Modern Day Lazarus. Amazing title I already (laughs) said I absolutely love it so before we get into anything further Cleo
0: first of all welcome thank you so much and thank you for having me I appreciate you
1: well thank you for the time I really appreciate everyone so much that comes on and and shares their life with us because you don't have to and it's a blessing when you do because it's you're here to help others yeah let's Just dive right on in and talk about modern day Lazarus. Yes. (laughs) Let's get into it. How do you compare yourself to, of course, the famed biblical character that we all know, Lazarus? Let's talk about who the biblical Lazarus was and who you as a modern day Lazarus are.
0: I'm so glad you asked that, and I'm glad that we're going right into the meat because I hate hors d'oeuvres. So let's go right there. (laughs) (laughs) So of course in John 11 uh, is the story of of Lazarus, who was Jesus's friend, and the Bible speaks expressly concerning their friendship. He knows we know that he loved him. We know that he was friends, uh he was his friend, and we also knows that he had two sisters. But what the Bible also declares was that Lazarus was sick. Mm -hmm. We don't know what the infirmity was. We don't know if it was mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but we do know that he was sick. It was so sick, in fact, that Lazarus ended up dying. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jesus, of course, did not immediately come to the rescue as the family would have anticipated. And so uh, it, it took three days. For uh, Jesus to f- uh, to get to Lazarus, and then he called him out of the grave. Uh-huh. Well, if we fast forward the remote, maybe two thousand years, there was a young man named Cleo um, that was sick. Whether it was spiritually, emotionally, or mentally, I was all of the above, and uh, I thought that some things would happen in the time frame that I had. I thought mm-hmm. that some things would happen in the time frame that my parents had, but eventually, mm-hmm. subsequently, something me died. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus reminded me, number one, that he was my friend. Number two, mm-hmm. that he loved me. And number three, and most importantly, he was a grave caller. He loved rolling the stone away. He loved calling me by my name. And now life after death has been the best life ever.
1: Amazing. And let's talk about why do we think Jesus is that way? I think it's that we need to be reminded that first of all we have to die to our old mm-hmm. selves i think we all have to go through the, that process of rebirth mm-hmm. in in multiple ways yeah. of course number one spiritually but even in life sometimes we have to let things die off we have to let relationships die off yeah. jobs have to die you know <laughs> friendships have to die and, but to know that there is life after death.
0: Well I think you know there are three things that immediately come to my mind I mean there are three R's but the first one is just a reminder a reminder of why he was but he came here literally to bring the second R which is reconciliation Mm -hmm. he uh, he never got away from his mission on the earth he always was finding ways to remind us that God loved us and Mm -hmm. wanted us back to himself he wanted to reconcile us to God and he also wanted to remind the people that He or she is mine. And I think that he is a great God of recycling. He loves to take things that were thrown away, people that were thrown away, dreams that were thrown away and Mm -hmm. completely resurrect them. Uh, he, it, I think that Lazarus' story is so uh, prominent for us because this is the first time that we hear of resurrection before the Lord Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. We and, and so it's almost a forerunner, if you will, of yeah, what Yeah, like a happen. foreshadowing. Yep, yep. And so Jesus was so passionate about it because he said, this is what I'm about to do for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was good to know that he There's could, hope in it. Yeah. It's such hope. And, and I think— Uh, Hope is so infectious Mm -hmm. when you you haven't really lived until you've died. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I believe I am a firm believer that, it, that so many times we are just existing in this thing called life. Mm-hmm. We're just running to and fro just wherever the wind blows. And that's just really unfortunate. But real living in life happens after you have lost, after you have given up some things. And so that is where I'm at. I like to, as I say, infect the world with hope.
1: Yeah, It's so necessary because life in the absence of hope Mm -hmm. it's scary yeah i tasted that a little bit in my grief experience Mm -hmm. and where i felt hopeless for a short period of time and it was the first time ever in my life i had experienced that yeah and that's a dark place and it's a scary
0: place yeah it is it's such a scary place Mm -hmm. to think is this it Mm -hmm. and i think with lazarus there are so many points i could just preach this thing for A month and never get tired But (laughs) with Lazarus I think so many times We put the stone, if you will Mm -hmm. Over situations Grief may be the end of my life A -hmm. broken relationship may mean My heart is broken forever Mm -hmm. But Jesus came and said Roll the stone away yeah. Move that stone away. Move the stone of despair away because I'm getting ready to call you out of it. Yeah, and, and we put yeah. our
1: own stones on our lives, don't
0: mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. I our, know that I have. We are
1: our main <laughs> worst enemy in yeah. that.
0: Yeah. And be, I think it's just it's easy to look at what's around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it sometimes make you makes you forget what's in you. Yeah. And so uh you know we see it you know and the thing that I love about the Bible from where I read now as opposed to where I was before I actually had a revelation and an impartation I'm now really able to see the humanistic side of those people that God used be it mm-hmm. Peter be it Elijah we realize that they were not only called to do extraordinary things but they were called because they were human yeah, um, yeah Peter,
1: they were imperfect yeah
0: yeah and mm-hmm. Peter you know e- even when Peter looked at uh you know walking on water if you will the the the, the hardest thing about that was Jesus, it's not like I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to drown. And and I think that once he realized where his focus should be, Mm -hmm. that's when he began to ascend again. So I'm learning in this whole movement of this area of my Mm -hmm. life. I'm learning that sometimes the best place to be is uncertainty because you find the security in knowing God's got it.
1: And that frees you up to live in the moment Mm, to hmm. be present in the moment because we can get so bogged up into what happened yesterday what happened with our past Mm -hmm. that we can't undo you can't undo any of your past mistakes and you can't even revisit past glory no you know Mm -hmm. it all has to every day is this new wonderful opportunity to have great new experiences.
0: I walked e- and not to
1: be worrying about the future either because you can't control that either.
0: Mhm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I think th- that's why uh, when Jesus said pray after this manner, He said, "Give us this day." Mm-hmm. That was a specific moment. Give us this day, our daily bread. Mm-hmm. N- we we can't worry about the next day or the day after that. Um, yeah. Even when he when God fed the children of Israel, manner. I
1: was just about you to know say that. I was that. going there.
0: Yes, <laughs> He fed them <laughs> daily. Daily. And watch this. The great thing that I loved about that was that. Um, if they try to store it up for the next day, mm-hmm. it would it would mold. Yeah, and there are some some things, some memories, some some conversations, some friendships even that we keep that we keep that trying we keep to store on to. We and will they drag are just that thing out, no and they are raggedy it is. S- <laughs> they're just as molded as they want to be yeah. <laughs> and so God is like allow me to do the new thing because mm-hmm. if you allow me to do it it's going to be so much greater than anything that you had before you went into the tomb and so that's where uh, modern day Lazarus came from my older brother uh, DeAndre we were having a, co- a porch conversation years ago and he said you know what little brother you are just a force it's like you're a A modern day Lazarus or something You just can't stay down And that thing didn't hit me Until maybe about three, four years ago It came back to my remembrance Uh After my brother had uh, transitioned uh, To be with the Lord So that
1: was like prophetic
0: from him You know what, he was the gangster prophet if you will <laughs> and he was he was so prophetic and god used him in so in so many ways like that mm-hmm. when we would have those little brother big brother conversations and he prepared me for where i am now
1: let's go all the way back because i usually do that with my guests let's okay. start from the beginning what was little cleo like oh <sighs>
0: a mess so (laughs) so even from
1: little bitty mm
0: -hmm. i came out of the womb extremely ambitious and inquisitive so Mm -hmm. uh little cleo was extremely busy you know I, i i'm not really quick to call children bad um (laughs) yeah I
1: try to not use that word I I work (laughs)
0: at it really hard but then some kids are just bad and I was just one of those that were just (laughs) really bad and so um I think it was just because I knew that there was so much more and Mm -hmm. when we look at our lives now in retrospect I realized I was seeing the future before I was dealing with the past and so Mm -hmm. I was already ready but I think young uh Cleo uh was a bread box. And I'd love to explain that to you if you allow me to. Please do. So if you, um, if you take a loaf of bread, if you go to the store and get a loaf of bread, you put it in a beautiful, ornate bread box. You close it up and put a lock on it. Well, here's the thing. It's a very beautiful case, but something on the inside is molding, it's fermenting, Mm -hmm. it's dying. And that was little Cleo. Little Cleo had all of the character and talent and joy, and uh, outwardly he Mm -hmm. appeared to be uh, the greatest little boy in the world. But on the inside, something had already begun to die. Because I. And
1: why is that? Is that childhood trauma? What was that? It
0: was childhood trauma. First of all, um, when you are gifted, um, when you have a gift, when God gives you a gift, um, sometimes the gifted feel like it's a curse because you don't have a uh, proper leadership to show you how to matriculate and grow in yeah, that to hone it. And mm-hmm. you know, I I have learned uh, the understanding that some people are in your life to help and not to have. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have a whole lot of helps. Uh, in my young life. But I did have a whole lot of halves. And so mm-hmm. I was abused. I was abused physically. I was abused sexually. I was abused spiritually. And mm-hmm. I think the hardest thing about a young, uh, especially a young gifted person, mm-hmm. is that when you know um, you have this thing that makes people react to it, but you yeah. don't understand it, mm-hmm. it then becomes your bread and butter unless you realize that this is not why I gave you the gift. I thought that all I was, nobody really talked to me until I sung. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I wasn't singing, I was picked on. Uh, I was, you know, beat up and all of these other things. But when I sung, it just seemed like all of life stood still. And for that one three and a half minutes I had peace in the world. And when
1: did you first realize that you could sing, that you had that gift? How did that even come forth?
0: So my, um, my beloved grandparents uh, lived on Third Street in peoria illinois and um very familiar with it that was my
1: family's old stomping ground second street well listen you have to run (laughs) up there really
0: quick because they had a dog next door named shaka you had to run but (laughs) (laughs) but my 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 grandparents lived on third street and we would often visit them because i lived right down the street and so i was sitting on my grandmother's couch and uh, Judy Garland was singing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." It was uh-huh. The Wizard of Oz was playing, yes. and she was singing. And I was maybe three or four, and I remember harmonizing with Judy Garland. And my grandfather came out of out of the room, and he said, "Junior," as he called my dad. He said, "Listen, that boy is special." And it was the first time I had ever heard it, uh-huh. and it scared me because he was very sober when he said it. Uh-huh. That boy is special. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. And so from then on, I I learned, uh, I went through the avenues of learning and unlearning my gift. Mm -hmm. How do you
1: unlearn that tremendous gift?
0: Well, uh, so you're going to make me preach now. (laughs) (laughs) I had to learn all that I wasn't before Mm -hmm. I learned all that I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I went through the full uh, genre, if you will, of pride and ego and foolery and learning how to uh, master my gift, but have no credit, uh, no integrity, no character. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went through all of that. I made horrible judgment calls with business just because the truth of the matter was uh, when you are broken, you just look for brokenness. You Mm -hmm. never look, you never see your value. And so for me, it was about building and growing and, you know, feeling like my life was over, but then I could go ahead and vicariously live through musical sons and daughters in the future. But for me, I thought that it was all over because I just was, you know, when people put you in position, Mm -hmm. people can take you out of position. Saul lets us know that because Saul was put in position by the people. Well, here was the problem. When the people were no longer completely blown away by you Saul because they said well Saul slew his thousands but David his ten thousands when there's a new guy on the prowl you look to be mad and mm-hmm. so um, I by the grace of God was rescued from myself and res- do you
1: have to fight ego uh, because I day. think with a gift like that because like when you open your mouth it's like <laughs> whoa <laughs> so it it seems to me that There's kind of like that fine line kind of fork in the road with a gift like that, Mm -hmm. that it can either like build up this tremendous ego that you get into the self and, Mm -hmm. and forget that it's a gift from God. And so how did you maneuver that part of it? Because people just are enthralled. First of all, what is it even like to open your mouth and have that gift And then to see the reactions of people, Mm -hmm. I mean, what is that even like?
0: Well, here's the thing. It is extremely humbling. It's a very sobering thing to know that there is something inside of you that when it comes out, Mm -hmm. people see God as opposed to yourself. That's a sobering thing. But it's also a very dangerous thing. I, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I can liken it unto the movie The Gremlins. Everybody wanted a Mugwai until they got it wet. And I think that gifted people have to be very careful not to get wet. Don't feed them after dark. What does that mean? For me, it meant don't feed your ego in places that it gives you more credit than God. Always remember that the throne is is a one-seater. And so if the credit is going more to me than it is to God – I am a direct enemy now of God. And so I want to always uh, redirect Mm -hmm. everything that I do, everything that I live, everything that I say, redirect it back to the glory of God because it's his gift. I don't ever, uh, even as it says in the New Testament, don't I, I would never want to love on the gift more than the giver. Yeah. And so I had to get to a place to where the giver said, wait a minute. This is my glory, and I'm not going to share it with you. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a fine line because there are those humanistic things like self-confidence mm-hmm. and uh, self-awareness. You have to know that you have a gift, but you have to also be aware enough to know that you don't even have a receipt for it. You yeah. can't take it back; it was given mm-hmm. to you. And so, when you and
1: it can be taken. Well, you know I what? Mean, I mean, how I, many like of our amazing artists? Some of who are not even any longer here with us, but who destroyed their gift.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? I so here's my thought on that. I mm-hmm. believe that you know the Bible says the gifts and callings are without repentance, mm-hmm. and so God. I don't believe that God will kind of like gamble back and forth with it, but I do believe that ego uh, and pride. The Bible declares that pride mm-hmm. goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So it's not so much that he took the gift away. You just got in the way of the gift. Yeah. And so Or destroyed um,
1: it yourself, yep, whether yep. it's by lifestyle or whatever.
0: And that is a really easy thing to do, sis, mm-hmm. because uh people put you on certain pedestals and mm-hmm. they make you feel like you are in some upper echelon mm-hmm. of humanity. But I have to remember that <laughs> I have to put on pants like everybody else. Yeah. I have to brush teeth like everybody else, hopefully. And <laughs> 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 and it, it's it's a humbling thing to know that um, God could have given this thing to anyone. Yeah, but he decided, to put it in this earthen vessel. And because of it, I've got to be a good steward of this vessel. Mm-hmm. I need to work out. I need mm-hmm. to drink good water. I need to make yeah, sure that that I'm a good steward of it because I don't want to be found. Shirley Caesar said something yesterday at Aretha Franklin's funeral. Mm-hmm. She said she did not die dishonorably. Yeah. My life's goal is not to die dishonorably. Mm-hmm. That and, should
1: be all of our goals. You
0: know, and, and 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 for me, honor is making sure that every single gift and talent that God gave me is poured back to him. Leave completely empty, knowing that I fulfilled everything that he called me to do on this earth. And so, yeah.
1: Has having this gift made relationships sometimes difficult? Mm-hmm. And... I can imagine that at some times in your life, you kind of feel this pressure that you have to be on all the time. You know what I mean? And then you don't, you're human. You don't want to be on all the time. Sometimes you just want to be cleo the regular man and the regular person mm-hmm. i don't want to sing and i'm sure if you had a dollar for every time anybody has probably walked up to you and said can you sing yeah. it's like um hello because i mean i get it in a, a smaller version of it from being on radio mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how your radio voice is different than your regular speaking voice <laughs> and so people are like oh uh here hand me you know handing me sheets of paper like Read this like you're on the radio and yeah, stuff yeah. like um honey i'm in walmart
0: right i just want to get some tissue I'm looking or feeling my yeah. best yeah. yeah i'm here
1: for toilet paper <laughs> so you don't want to have to be on all the time yeah. so has that ever been a struggle and an annoyance
0: it will that was a part of the unlearning that mm-hmm. was a part of because when you you know we started young singing and i you know were I was, if you will, the prodigy that refused to come out of the closet, if Mm -hmm. you will. I just Mm – I didn't want to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I had brothers and sisters who had that ambition and that drive to go and do it. I was like, listen, this is how you actually do it. Go ahead and sing and have a fun at it. I'm going to go outside and talk to a tree, right? So Mm – and when I would actually come uh, into the gift and see what it did and show how it was – I was immediately put in preparation by those people who were my predecessors, the incomparable Kenny Ward, uh, Mm -hmm. the wonderful legend in the area. Oh, gosh, he is my heart, and I'm so grateful for him. Um, The wonderful Nina Lee um, Mm -hmm. and so many others who groomed me. But part of the grooming was you must be on. You must be on all the time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And there is no such thing as off. And while that works in certain venues, I am able to go in, into a room and light it up. I am able to uh, be noticed. Uh, if you're groomed but not shown character, then you yes. just become a Fabergé egg. And so uh-huh. you're beautiful on the outside and there's nothing on the inside, right? And so mm-hmm. for me, it, there, had to be, um, there had to be this understanding of, Cleo, everything that you thought was right is so wrong. Mm -hmm. It's so wrong. And It's okay that you didn't know And I think Mm -hmm. we don't allow ourselves Yeah, It's okay to grow
1: we have to Interrupt and cut it here Cleo has blessed us with so Many nuggets that I don't want To give you too much at once so Tune in next week As we have part two of our Discussion with Cleo Daily he truly Is a modern day Lazarus And just to give you a quick reminder The title of his book is the Messeducation of a miracle the Memoirs of a Modern Day Lazarus. And if you want to get your hands on this book, even before part two of our conversation next week, you can do so. You can find him on all social media under Cleo Modern Day Lazarus. Just do that search and he will pop up. You can um, get his book by contacting him directly on social media and I especially recommend that you check out his Facebook page. It is amazing. He does these midday manna messages every day that will just bless your heart and uh, also you can download it if you're a kindle person or like me and you're on the go and you don't necessarily um, have time to like have a book in your hand but you want to upload or download whatever you call it the book it is available on amazon as well just do a search of cleo daily his name or the miseducation of a miracle and that's going to pop up for you so those are the ways that you can get your hands on the book but please come back next week you will be blessed by Part two. He has an amazing life and amazing testimony. And I thank him so much for sharing part of it with us on today. And this is a big weekend for us because we are getting the results and getting our winner from our first ever giveaway. So I will be doing a live announcement of the winner on the Get Happy with Jay Facebook page around four o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on uh, Sunday, September 2nd. Um, So be sure and if you already like our Facebook page which I hope so because you can't have entered the contest without liking the Facebook page so if so check us out tomorrow and I'm so excited to find out who our winner is and one of the many 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 prizes in this gift basket is going to be a copy of his amazing book so until next week you guys thanks as always for checking us out and I would love to hear how you are listening to Get Happy With Jay podcast we're on iTunes ITunes, soundcloud google play podcasts of course the website gethappywithjay.com where you can catch up on absolutely all episodes there i'm um, actually i prefer you to listen to it there and we're also now on spotify so when you reach out to us let me know how you're listening to us and how you became aware of the podcast i would love to know so until next week you guys have a wonderful and blessed week and do something to make yourself happy it's not selfish it's self-care